Welcome to the Marvel Evolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. And it's been forever since we've recorded, guys. <laughs> like a whole 10 minutes. So uh, for those of you listening uh, pre-recorded, uh, if you're catching up, um, we are literally straight off the back of our last episode. And uh, for those of you listening live, welcome back. Hopefully you've had a chance to go and have yourselves a uh, drinks break or a snack or a toilet break whatever you needed to do so last episode we chatted about she hope we got up to date with that we spoke about episode three and episode four and um, obviously lots has happened in this weekend with d23 taking place the uh, disney expo um, some news there that was released we're going to go through some of that in a moment and obviously because we didn't record last weekend because life gets in the way every now and again we've got quite a bit of news to get through um as giants just said before we come live on air which was quite funny we've got loads of news and then some of it is going to be completely blown out of the water by what happened to these 23 <laughs> so we won't dwell too much on some of the news um but however um we will go through it and um as always anybody that's listening live please comment wherever you're from and um, where whatever place that you're listening to us from uh, remember we can't always see your name so if you want to attach a certain comment to yourself remember just put a little signature down there and uh, we'll get those read out live on the show so jari and this is really this is this is all you you're our new supremo and before i start actually what you did yesterday was like it was brilliant like just going on that on d23 and just i just get pinging information <laughs> on d23 i was loving it i was just sitting there thinking great what's next you know and then i was sort of really jealous at one point i was like is he watching this because i really <laughs> want to watch it as well you know um but that was great so well done thank you for that but um yeah this is this is all you so over to you my friend yeah no thank you i was definitely the man the chair yesterday um watching trying to watch different twitch streams different tiktok streams and People were getting shut down for watching some of the exclusive clips at D23. So between that and following social media, it was fun. Sometimes I'm able to get on some of the some of the Zooms by some of the people who do a lot of the news that I pull from, but there were none yesterday. Um, and before I get started, too, um, we have been having more and more people watch via Twitter. Um, we can't see the chats on here via Twitter. So if you want to chat, um, I'm not watching Twitter today, hope, hopefully in the future. But, you know, come over to Twitch, YouTube or one of the Facebook places that we stream. Uh, with that being said, let's get it on. So Fantastic Four, which there was no cast announcing at D23, which I was wrong about that. But there was a rumor about Penn Badgley, uh, you know, you know, mostly known for Gossip Girl and you, mm -hmm. um, that he is in talks to play Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. But that was later backtracked on. I have no idea. I even saw Krasinski's name floating around again. Um, yeah, right now, you know, with Shackman being the director, which that was officially announced at D23, um, him being the director, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be working on casting now that they have a director in place. Um, there also has been some names floating around for Sue Storm. Among those names, Lily James from Pam and Tommy, Amanda Seyfried from Les Miserables. I can't even talk today. Um, she also was in, yeah, she was in uh, Les Mis. Yeah, she was also in uh, Mamma Mia and uh, Mean Girls and all kinds of other stuff. Um, Philippa Sue from Hamilton. 
Uh, jo- Jody Comer, who got all the buzz between D23 as being the actual cast. She was in Free Guy um, in that movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Sorice uh, Ronan from Little Women and Vanessa Kirby from Mission Impossible Fallout. Again, there were no announcements for the Fantastic Four cast at D23. Uh, so we have no idea who's playing what. So I'm sure those rumors will keep going as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece of news here is that Marvel has an official timeline keeper for the MCU. So Jessica uh, Gao of She-Hulk has come out and said, it's definitely after post-game. There actually is a Marvel person whose job is to trace the timeline of everything. And we checked with him about a lot of where timing is. And so it's like the show is a few years after Endgame when it comes to She-Hulk. And with the multiverse and everything, you know, jumping around, I think it's a good idea that they have an official timekeeper. Mm, yeah, great. I, I, do you know what? I want to see them get really, really specific, though. <laughs> so I want to I see them almost date what's yep. going on. Like, actually, like, give us a date at the bottom of but, the screen. Like, what's the actual day and time of what's going on? That has bitten them down in the past. Remember Spider-Man Homecoming uh, five years later or whatever they had on there? Yeah. So that has come back to bite them when they do that. So they got to be careful if, if they come out and say specific dates. Yeah. No, I think, I think actually, though, it does make sense uh, having a person or a department or something be actually, uh, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, not quality control, is it? It's uh, like... Do pan and control, pan <laughs> <laughs> and control. I like it, but yeah, no, it is. It is a little bit like that, isn't it? It's just somebody double checking. If somebody says we want to do this and we want to put this scene next to that scene, is that going to work on the time? They kind of have to refer to the timekeepers almost. Please let it be free, guys. <laughs> Sitting with big robes on, great. Um, Disney Latino is teasing Kate Bishop's return. The young Marvel hero is part of the list of five Marvel superheroes you have to know before seeing Phase 5 of the MCU, uh, what the website says. And it's interesting to say, too, that in her profile they put out there, Kate Bishop, a character played by actress Haley Steinfeld, was introduced to the public in the Hawkeye series and is one of the members of the Young Avengers in the comics. An admirer of Clinton Barton Hawkeye, the young woman decides to follow in his footsteps besides being an archer, Kay is also an excellent fighter with knowledge of different martial arts as well as being an excellent fence fencer. Um, they also listed um, most important characters or phase five that included Bishop. The others were Maya Lopez, Miss Marvel, Daredevil, and Ironheart. Hmm. So, but that, so, so I'll tell you what is interesting about this. So those other ones all make sense because they've all got their own projects coming out. Yeah. Um, Kate Bishop doesn't. So I wonder where she's going to pop up. I mean, she, anywhere from Quantumania to recruiting somebody else to... Which which says a lot about her character, doesn't it? Because, like I say, the others have got their own show. Like, well, what do you expect? They're going to they're gonna show up, but they're going to bring her back. So that's 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 really cool. I like her. They're good for, good for Hayley Steinfeld, really, and good for the character because I really enjoyed her in Hawkeye. I mean, I really enjoyed Hawkeye, as you guys know. But um, I thought she was great. So good. Glad to see more of her. Yeah, and she could cameo in Echo. She also could, could possibly team up with Daredevil. So there's plenty of ways to to bring her back into the fold with what we know. But you know, hopefully we'll find out more. Um, there is a Thunderbolts rumor, which we'll talk about more in the D23 announcements. But there's a rumor that Anthony Ramos replies his role as the Hood in Thunderbolts. And 
I've seen some crazy Thunderbolts lineups, and there was one that I don't think anyone had when we get to that, and we'll talk about that for D23 announcements. Um, Wonder Man, which was not discussed at D23. Um, ben Kingsley replies his role as Trevor Slattery in the upcoming Daniel Dardestin Daniel Cretton Wonder Man series for Disney+. Plus. Um, there was also a comment about Evan Peters, the witness protection person Agent was talking about. Is he Eric Williams' Grin Reaper? There's been some chat around that, and that's why I said last episode that that Ralph Boner comments might not be a throwaway, that there might be something there. And we did see the Grim Reaper hashtag, or Easter egg in WandaVision as well when they were doing like the digging down the soil stuff. We saw the hel- helmet, I believe, of Grim Reaper. So, yes. yeah. Right. Just just on that note there, Jaren, just before you carry on, um, there was a, there's a lot of speculation around what was going to happen at D23 and then what actually didn't happen at D23. And um, and I brought it up on uh, on the group yesterday um, because I saw it, I saw a I don't know, news quote unquote news um, saying about they were going to tell they're going to they're going to release all these casts and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. This you know this site put up breaking news. You know Henry Cavill, Jodie Comer. More, Denzel Washington, Washington, John Borrega, yeah, uh, Esposito. Yeah, they're all going to be revealed at D23. And it's like, oh, what a surprise. They weren't, you know? And I think this this kind of, these clickbaity type sort of posts are becoming more and more common now just purely to get, even if people, I was having a conversation with, with Mike Sullivan saying, do you know what? I've clicked on some of them just because I'm so angry that it's not going to come true. Like, I know this isn't going to come true. I'm going to click on it and go on there and tell you this is a lot of rubbish. Um, but I think just, you know, what we try and do and what, like what Jaren was just saying at the top of this episode, like he scours places for, for, for news, for quality news. But what we certainly do try and do all the time, whether it's here on the show, whether it's on our page, whether it's on our group, anywhere, we always make it very clear whether what we're saying is actual news, whether it's a fact, yeah, whether it's an opinion, whether it's somebody just having a guess or whether it's just, this would be fun, you know, um, we make it very clear what we're actually saying. That's all I wanted to say. Sorry, I'll get off my horse now. No, that's fine. And that's also why when I post the news or I post things, I only post from certain sources because, you know, a lot of times out there, there's, I've seen pit, like posts about Henry Cavill being Hyperion, which is in the news here. I have, um, but yeah, that's why I only post certain things on the page uh, of people that I know from trusted more sources because they don't just throw stuff out there to get the clicks and get all the uh, the traffic. They put stuff out there that actually is something that they've they've checked and crossed and followed up on. So wicked. Um, we have some news about some second seasons. So Loki season two will be TV fourteen. Uh, what if season two will also be TV fourteen? Um, and then Michael Waldron um, did talk about Wanda's return. So Wanda Maximoff's return after <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. Um, he basically said in an interview, she's removing herself from the board for now, you know, kind of a question mark forever. Um, we'll see. I'd like to see her again. Um, and so with the way the Multiverse of Madness ended and how she just kind of the tomb type thing, you know, she could be anywhere. I know Alex has a good theory about her, uh, where she could have gone. Um, but yeah, I don't think she's, we've seen the last of her. Alex, is your theory the Latveria theory? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know which theory was it. <laughs> like, I thought it was like the King one. 
The Kang, oh, oh, uh, the Kang one, the one about, cause like I've, I know I've talked with, with people about like her potentially getting tied up with Doom. I've heard. Yeah. Y well, y okay. While you're thinking of your Kang theory, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I don't know whether this is your theory, my theory, I don't know whose theory this is. This is a theory, but the, the other theory is that, um, Wonder Gore is, uh, near Latveria and mm -hmm. that, that Doom finds wanda and she's got amnesia and she doesn't know who she is and doom sort of realized she knows who it is and uh he manipulates know, her manipulates her thank you good words yep manipulates her into sort of doing his bidding um and uh you know that's where she is and i'm thinking i was also thinking maybe uh whether, uh, are we going to see molecule man for secret wars or not is it I mean, I know it's a long way away, you know, but it's only a couple of years away. Do we really need to be introduced to this character like now, really? So are they going to use Wanda maybe in replace of Molecule Man? Will she have the power to recreate, you know, to combine universes maybe? So that was kind of my thought. And there is a, there is a, a Young Avengers um, storyline where um, the Children's Crusade, where yep. she's, she's uh, that's exactly what's happened. So they could, and again, we've seen that multiple times before where they've melded molded to two or three story together and that, what if and what if they make um what if they what if we find out that um um america chavez's parents aren't dead and she's actually a beyonder and her parents end up being the beyonders in the mcu mm -hmm. because the way her character is and she's described that she's no dreams she's only one of her she could be born outside of the main universe and be a beyonder yeah, yeah nice so yeah or born in the quantum realm yep that too as well yep mm -hmm. Um, come here from the, from the group chat. I want to see Doom pick her up, um, and then want them to actually be a couple, uh, another comment, which also has happened. Um, and then a question here about, I hope in season two, Loki, um, going to meet Thor. Uh, mm -hmm. so we'll see about that one. Why isn't this thing staying on the screen? It clicks and it goes away. There we go. So yeah. Um, yeah, the other comments I'll address later cause there are more D23 stuff. So I'll address those when we get to that content. Um, there also was some D23 posters, uh, which I think this kind of stayed true to it. There was like a big Disney one, except for one did not happen. Mm -hmm. So the poster included a Black Panther symbol, which we have some Wakanda Forever stuff from D23. Uh, Cap Shield, we'll talk about New World Order. There was a Nova Corpus Blaster, but nothing for Nova announced. Uh, a Shang-Chi symbol, but nothing Shang-Chi related at D23. And a Spider-Man as well on the big Disney poster for D23. So interesting that that uh, none, none of those did come to fruition with that. Um, but yeah, um, Ironheart News, uh, Reagan Aaliyah added to cast, and so was Shakira Barrera. So they're adding some more people to the cast there for Ironheart. Um, the X-Men theme song. Um, so Eric Lee Wald, the X-Men writer, he said the X-Men animated series theme song wasn't a done deal necessarily when they were producing the new show. The rights were all over the place. I think a secondary person had rights to the music so it was negotiation for them. Obviously, you can't do the new show without that song, but the guy selling it knew the same thing, so I'm sure it was a heavy price. So it sounds like Marvel did pay a nice chunk of change uh, to get the X-Men theme song rights back. <laughs> that we've heard in Multiverse of Madness, and we heard in Miss Marvel, and we're going to obviously get in the cartoons. Mm -hmm. cool. um, Madam Web News, which I have no idea what this movie. Um, <laughs> Emma Roberts did get uh she's playing parker uh the mother parker um, i'm gonna blink on the name again anyways Maria, uh, yes so she talked about the plot and she said the film will be an origin story of the clairvoyant madam webb 
whose psychic abilities allow her to see within the spider world. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 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 you said that. I just kind of went, yeah, I still don't care. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that makes me care even less if I'm totally honest, yeah. but so, yeah, um, there was this Loki season two rumor, which this did not get announced at D23. So I'll bring it up now. Henry Cavill as Marcus Milton Hyperion. That rumor has been floating around for a while, along with him being Reed Richards and also Dr. Doom as well. So uh, like- it seems like Cavill's in, uh, uh, you know, popular out there in the Marvel circles. <laughs> Get him into anything, just anything. Um, I love what you're doing, Jerry. What you're doing is doing this. You say, there's also a rumor out there. This did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I just love it because I think that rumor came about because people just like want to typecast Henry as a Superman type. So like I've seen people just be like, oh, Hyperion, Century. Like we got to have him as one of these two characters in in the MCU. And it's like, no, we don't. Like he could play anybody else he wanted to. But it it would be a good middle finger back to DC though, if he played Hyperion or Century. I mean, the Hyperion, I mean, the Sentry thing, yeah, but the Hyperion, that is literally a direct, because that's direct. This was supposed to be Superman. This was who mm. it was, wasn't it? Um, I think he could be good at Doom. I really liked his turn as a as a bad guy in the Mission Impossible. Uh, was it Fallout? It was Fallout yep. he was in, wasn't it? Yeah. I really liked his turn as a bad guy, and that, I thought he played a really, really good, sinister bad guy. I really like that, and I think he could be excellent as Doom. I think he'd be excellent as Reed too. You know, I think he could pull that role off as as uh, Reed, and some even some of the later comics kind of look like him. Yeah, you know, some of the runs do look like him as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, coming here, I love him as Doom. Anything really, but he'd be a good villain, which I, I agree. Mm-hmm. He definitely would make a good villain. Um, War by Night, which I do have some D twenty three news, so I'll keep this one short. Um, this was not talked about D twenty three though. Harriet Samson Harris as the Halloween specials Big Bad. Um, it sounds like Harris is playing a cult leader from the House of Bloodstone called Verissa. Hmm. Um, so yeah, but I have more Where by Night news for D23, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Quantumania news, which also was talked about D23. Um, the only news I have here is that Peyton Reed on Jonathan Major's King performance. It's become a cliche over the decades to compare somebody to a young Marlon Brando, but Jonathan has that. He just has his energy and his presence, and our movie is delightfully benefiting from that. Which there's more comments about Jonathan Majors from another person in the project that I'll talk about in the D23 news. This is, it seems like a strange comparison to make to Marlon Brand. Yeah. I wouldn't have ever said that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Yep. X-Men. So Disney was teasing X-Men ahead of D23. On Thursday, September 8th, the streaming service's official media account shared a new post celebrating six days until Disney Plus Day, along with an X-Men hashtag. Accompanying the caption is a gif of the scene from 2014's X-Men Days of Future Past, showcasing Hugh Jackman's Wolverine with six organic bone claws representing how the event is only six days away. Now, I don't know if that's something to do with, you know, 90, you know the streaming stuff that we saw on at Disney Plus, you know, more content, but it definitely was not announced at D23. <laughs> so there was no X-Men news at D23. <laughs> Please keep doing that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw that. I questioned that the first time I saw that um, because uh, I was like, hold on, I don't. Yeah, there was the, the, there was that stupid. Uh, who was it that was saying that was having an argument? Um, Brendan, one of our one of our sort of alumni members, Brendan said he was having an argument with one of his best pals that there was um, somebody had 
photoshopped like the screen at D23 with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the lengths that people will go to to sort of <laughs> pretend that something's <laughs> happening. So that's what I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe that was fake, but it wasn't. It was, it was genuine, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Strange. I have some Blade news, which there was no Blade conversation at D23. Um, <laughs> filming will start in October. That's all I have for Blade. Um, Thunderbolts news. There will be Thunderbolts news from D23. Mm. And I'm going to have a nice sigh there. Anyways, uh, the news before D23 was uh, Florence Pugh's, uh, Pugh's Yelena Boleva will be the lead. Um, Justin Kroll from Deadline said Florence Pugh has got Marvel superhero that's already got a spinoff. Upcoming for her actually on that character is a Thunderbolts film, which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad. Hopefully it has better results, but the concept it is um, be her leading the team of Wyatt Russell's John Walker, Daniel Brozimo, wrong, um, those anti-heroes that are actually good, but actually bad. So there's that. And people seem to like the Elena character, which D23 did announce the team, but Zemo is not on it. And we'll talk about that later. Um, speaking of Thunderbolts, I will post this question up there about William Hurt. Um, they know his passing. Are we going to see Red Hulk in there? Maybe they're going to recast him, which I know Alex has said before that they could have the off-screen transformation and just stay Red Hulk and just go that way. I said, you know, they could use Red She-Hulk, maybe make another person Red She-Hulk, maybe um, Val becomes Red She-Hulk um, on screen. Maybe they make Bet they bring Betty back, um, since we're already getting um, Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stone as the leader coming back, we'll talk about. So why not bring back Betty, either re either Liv Tyler again, or recast uh, Betty Ross and make her Red She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. So, who knows, but yep, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, where were we at? Chadwick Boseman. Um, so there was some, um, some things here. Um, he did win astounding voiceover performance for what if, so he was an Emmy winner. Um, so that was good to see and to have him to win that. Um, Wakanda forever is starting to do reshoots last week in GA or in Georgia. So they've done some reshoots for that one. Um, Moon Knight won an Emmy for outstanding sound editing. Um, Costume uh, designer Megan Kasperlik said there was an Easter egg that was missed in Moon Knight by everyone. Uh -huh. um, it's when Arthur Hara walks away and has his blood on his sandals. We put on the bottom of the sandals, but into the sole, there's a crocodile imprint on it. So when he walks away, there's an imprint in the blood of a crocodile. I don't think they end up focusing on it, but we actually uh, practically did it. So, <laughs> Funny. Um, And there was no Moon Knight news at D23. <laughs> just, going back to, just going back to the Moon Knight and, and the Emmy winning it um, I, I feel like there were so many more awards that that could have won what, what did you say the award was in the sound editing yep yeah I mean that's not I'm, don't get me wrong I'm not saying it wasn't good obviously it was good um, it won't win an Emmy if it's not but it wasn't one of the things that really stuck out to me for that show was, was the sound editing and, and there was other things that I thought but then it didn't, it, did it not win a lot of other awards earlier on in the year as well? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I've just remembered that. So I'll shut up. Um, okay. Deadpool news, which there was no Deadpool news at D23. Um, Morena Baccarin, uh, she was interviewed and she discussed about it. You know, from your lips to God's ears, I have no idea. The writing the script now, I'm usually the last to find out anything. I'm not even, I wish I had information I could give you, but I really don't, but it'd be great. I think when we shot the second film, I would, I would just die. 
And after they screened it a few times, they actually changed it to include the timeline thing. So I think it's a good sign that fans want to see her again. Whether or not it happens, it's not up to me. So she wants to return, but does not know at this time. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was, yeah, she was, she was dead, dead, wasn't she? Yeah. And then he changed the time at the end. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so Disney Plus, um, there's a VFX supervisor, Kevin Yuli, addressed the similarities in the visuals between Marvel's uh, TV, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Miss Marvel. Is it canon? Um, it's funny because our company worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The, uh, for the whole run of the show, and I've seen that since the pilot. Terra Genesis, Marvel Studios didn't bring it up to us, but we internally said it's kind of like Terra Genesis a little bit. You know, crystallizing. I think the Terra Genesis was a little more volcanic in its look. Honestly, if they're going to do some Inhuman or X-Men path, that's above my pay grade. I have no idea because we did both. We did those scenes, and I worked on some of those shots. I was a, uh, a composer more of an artist back then, so I worked on some of those, but yeah, I have no idea <laughs> about I, I, the similarities. I thought the visual effects, uh, just talking about the visual effects just in general in Miss Marvel, I thought they were really good. Mm -hmm. I thought they were really good. Um, yep. And, and I thought um, they were they were um, complex enough to be, to be bad. Do you know what I mean? Especially with the embiggening, like, it could have yep. looked rubbish, couldn't it? But it, actually, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. they did it pretty well. I, I think they did too. And I think that they ran the, I hate to compare it to this, but I think they ran the risk of it being kind of like the Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Where it it yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, that, that like hard light kind of construct looked kind of weird, but I think they did a really good job with it. Yep. Remember I kept saying, everyone wait and see, don't judge until you see it. Mm -hmm. Here we are. <laughs> um, Agatha Covenant, Covenant of Chaos, um, which was not announced at D23. Um, Agatha Covenant of Chaos uses the Oso Witchy working title, My Pretty. Uh, for those on the LLC spreadsheet jockeys out there keeping the track, the production, the production company for Agatha, Agatha Covenant of Chaos is Oak Haven Productions, LLC. Hmm. Okay. Morbius News, which we know for a fact was not talked about in D23, um, is on Netflix. I still haven't watched it. No, I <laughs> <laughs> It's now free on yes. your phone, and you're still not watching it. <laughs> no. It's not free. <laughs> You paid Netflix, but <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe background noise. I'm working this week or something. I don't know. I'm not too keen to see it though. Honestly, my son keeps talking about it. And they all sit and watch it with him. Who knows? We'll see. I, I, um, I love that. I love that meme that it's like, uh, you know, what we needed Sony. Like people just weren't excited enough the second time when you put it in theaters. We need a TV show. Like, <laughs> I love that meme. Um. Also, too, uh, James Gunn did address the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which was not talked about at D23. And James Gunn was not at D23. Um, but it will be around 40 minutes. So. Okay. A nice little limp there. Yep. Um, one more thing about X-Men. According to Deadline, Justin Kroll, don't expect X-Men for a very long time. Film isn't happening for a very long time outside of a writer being tapped. Super unlikely any cast decisions are made for a very long time. And there were no X-Men announcements at D23. <laughs> um, also, too, don't forget that Spider-Man uh, No Way Home is back in theaters. Uh, that's been rolling out worldwide, so with the extended time. Yeah, and what's huh? the little tagline it's got on that? Like The more stuff edition or something? Or, yeah, something like or, that. Or cool stuff or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Nice way to generate some hype there. Well done. And sorry, my allergies are acting up today. Disc off this morning and allergies are going. Um, anyways, uh, so now D23. Now hey. the D23 news. Uh, so it was kicked off. Very interesting. Um, they did Star Wars first. They did Indiana Jones. Um, just on, just on that, I know we're a Marvel show, but the Star Wars stuff looks amazing. It looks brilliant. I was like so excited. I was really excited anyway. And we know we're going to get into Secret Invasion and, and Wealth and I, et cetera, et cetera, in a minute. And I was, I was like, I was proper hyped anyway. And then I went and sort of watched all the Star Wars stuff. So I watched the, um, the Tales of the Jedi, the yep. sort of, uh, and anthology series. Um, yeah, saw the new Andor trailer, which I was already excited about anyway. Saw the Mando season three trailer. I was like, man, this is great. And I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I need to retire now so I can watch all this stuff. <laughs> it's great. Um, and also Andor, three three episode premiere. Mm. Yeah. So wow. it, that looks really great as well. I was just, I had no interest in that show at all until the second because this was the third trailer wasn't it i believe i think the first trailer was quite it was quite sort of atmospheric it was almost just like uh, scenes of like landscapes if i remember rightly there was no talking in it and then they released the first trailer for it and i was like oh yeah wow that looks brilliant and then this second trailer just makes it look even better i can't wait for it it looks great a mando season three looks brilliant as well and even the animated stuff is is great so yeah loving what star wars are doing at the moment we'll have to have another sort of star wars takeover day when all that sort of stuff starts coming out so um yeah. and john favreau was there on stage during the star wars panel um and also sound like to that rick um i hope i don't want to put his last name rick fury mua um he is going to be doing some more directing on star wars stuff and i believe it was mando was the announcement wow. he's going to be doing more in, on, on the mando side of things excellent um also too indiana jones was there um Harrison Ford was out there. There was a reunion I'll talk about when I get into uh, announcement for so Quantumania. Alex, 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 Alex. Yeah. So, so I like the Indiana Jones movies, but that Crystal Skull movie was just like, what are we doing here? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I like, I, I wanted to like that movie, but yeah. like, it just, it didn't seem, it didn't, it seemed off for an Indiana Jones. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. It and it was almost like, it's almost like you know they made free really really great movies three really great movies and then just stop like that was brilliant like you don't need to do any more that was brilliant back to the future three really great movies they stopped brilliant done don't stop don't drag michael j fox out to do another one like don't mm -hmm. drag Harrison on forward that it doesn't need to do that it was great as it was so yeah i'm i'm with you alex i'm with you mm -hmm. Yeah, my comment on that is it seemed like crystal scroll scroll did kind of go back to the past and bring Marion back in but also kind of hand the torch off to a newer generation which i think that's where harrison fortune has stopped mm -hmm. um and then they've kind of done a new indiana jones i know sheila both is all controversial and that kind of stuff and you know there's been some chris pratt rumors which there was nothing with chris pratt at d23 um but you know i don't understand why they're doing another movie but they also this movie's gonna tie to the past as well so maybe this one is gonna be the proper torch handing off in this indiana jones movie who knows what they could have done they could have james fonded this they could yep, have made a mantle. They mm -hmm. could have well, not even that, just changed the actor and it's still Indiana Jones. It's just a different actor. You know, they could have just James Bonded it. And because Chris Pratt would make a really good um, Indiana Jones. Yep. Like, as as a, another Harrison Ford Indiana Jones. Do you know what I mean? Like the same person. Mm -hmm. um, they could have done that. And I think that probably would have worked better. And no offense to Harrison Ford at all, but, mm -hmm. you know, 
So I mean, right. they they could have even made Chris Pratt his son, and he could have passed the mantle down to his son or something like that, you know. And and it'd be one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're Indiana now, like go. Unless well, I thought Crystal Scroll was gonna be right. Yeah, they did that yeah. Crystal Scroll because that was yeah. that was his son, wasn't it? What? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, LaBeouf wasn't his son, wasn't he? I thought he was his son. I thought he was a son with Miriam. Oh, maybe maybe just blank that out of my mind. Then I didn't think he was, but. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, let's stop talking about Indiana Jones. All right. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. But anyways, yes, I, I agree on Chris Pratt. You know, him and um, Jurassic Park is basically Indiana Jones and dinosaurs. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so they kicked it off with a live performance of the Rogers musical at the yeah. beginning. Yes. <laughs> Do it all day. Yep. They can, um, my notes are not in any order here uh, because my notes that I had and then I posted the group, they're all out of order. So anyways, nothing's in order here. But I do have shows contained with notes. Um, so Daredevil, let's talk about that one first. When Charlie Cox came on the stage, he says, don't you mean my show? <laughs> um, so Daredevil Born Again will be filming next year. We'll have 18 episodes. Kevin Feige also addressed continuity. For all you saying that this is going to be season uh, four and yeah. all canon stuff. Feige kind of said, no, you're, it's not. He said, it's a season one. It's not season four. It's a whole new thing which I think is the way to go. If you're going to do it again, do it differently. Mm. So there you go. It is not canon. I, I actually felt kind of bad for Charlie Cox. I was reading an article about him and he was saying until he appeared in the Spider-Man movie, like he would see people in like New York and places and they'd be like, hey, look, it's Daredevil. And he said until like he was in the new Spider-Man movie, nobody really recognized him as Charlie Cox. <laughs> so now people will be like, Hey, you're Charlie Cox, you're Daredevil. And so now he's actually got the name recognition behind being Daredevil rather than just being like, hey, you're Daredevil. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, he also addressed She-Hulk as well, Cox did during the his panel. He said Hulk won't help set up Born Again. Um, Echo most likely will. So if you're looking for anything from She-Hulk to Daredevil, don't count on it, but Echo will. Um Echo most likely will. It will be a fun introduction to how DD will be in the MCU regarding She-Hulk uh, cameo. Um, Cox says he's only on one She-Hulk episode. So <laughs> there you go with that one. Okay. I think it'll be episode nine. I'm betting mm -hmm. right now. Okay. Now we're going to talk about my most favorite announcement of Disney Plus Day. Can you guess what it is? Werewolf by Night. Yep, that's what yeah. it is. That's, this is my favorite uh, panel and announcement. I actually love what they're doing here. Um, so this is be being called a special presentation, not a Halloween special. So uh, Gio Chino says, who's, who's directing it, um, that it's a third, 30s and 40s horror movies inspired him to take Where by Night. Um, the description of the special, on a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the forbidding bloodstone temple following the death of their leader In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life. The attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. Um, also, they said it's going to be darker and scary, but fun. They did confirm that Gail Garcia Bernal will be Jack Russell and Laura Connolly will be Elsa Bloodstone. Um, Laura Connolly also said, I think we can expect something that is generally scary and really thrilling, but also something that has really beautiful uh, heart to it. It's a really a human story. And I think that it's generally unique in the MCU. And we also got our first glimpse of man thing in the trailer they showed as well. So the trailer is out there. 
This was one of the trailers they released along with Secret Invasion. Um, was that it? Yeah. Yeah, we're upon night and Secret Invasion were the only one footage actually released as trailers. Um, but it also is making history in the MCU in five different ways. So one, it's the first special presentation. It's full monochrome that we saw from the trailer. Um, it's a monster mash milestone. Uh, Gio Chino leaves the composing stand for director's trailer. And Jack Russell, which is my favorite part of this, will have full body prosthetics. So we're getting practical effects for this like they did in the old movies of the horror movies. I'm looking so forward to that. Yes. This this movie's got kind of like an old school like Frankenstein kind of feel like mixed yep. with like an old Vincent Price kind of movie kind of style. And it's exactly. Like all these people are like trapped in a house kind of. And I feel like the theme of this is going to be like they're all monsters. And even though Jack is really like a werewolf and a monster, he's the least monstrous one out of all these people. It's yep. going to be kind of where this is going. And and you're gonna see. I, I I just feel like I'm really excited for this. I like old school monster movies like this. And that scene that they have in the trailer where uh, it's like his shadow of him changing into a werewolf, and uh, she's like, you know, looking back in horror as he's changing. I I can't wait for that. that yeah, that's awesome. You know. Yeah, they've yeah, I, heavily lent on that on that inspiration, haven't they? Just going back onto the the, the practical um, visual effects that you was talking about, Edgeron. Um. It'll, it'll work and it'll look good because it'll be in place. Do you know what I mean? It'll be, yep. that's what you expect it to look like. Like it would look really weird if they didn't use practical effect. And it, it would look, even if it looked more real, it would look more fake. Does that make any sense at all? Just what I'm trying to say. Like it almost needs to look fake to fit into that scenario. And then you'll go, that's how, that's what my eyes and my brain are expecting to see right now. And it's this kind of thing. It's the same conversation that we're having around about the, around the She-Hulk um, thing, where sometimes it looks great, and other times you're like, actually, I'm questioning this because she's almost so human. It's like that's not my brain can't marry those two things up. And I think if you'd have put this CGI werewolf in that style of movie, it just would have looked really weird, and yep. it would have stuck out like a sore thumb. And I think it would have taken away some of that charm. So I think that's a totally right decision to use those those practical effects. And and I've also been wondering if this is going to be something that's going to be like a part of the MCU as like it's going to be part of their universe, like something within it, like a movie within the MCU. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this is like an old 30s or 40s style movie that like Steve Rogers would have gone and seen. Like so, so like in Men in Black, uh, three, two, which one is it? So where they go and see the movies with it about the movie that they're in. Do you, know, you know when they go yeah. they go to the video store yeah a little bit like that yeah yeah yeah. so like at the end of the show maybe it cuts out and there's elsa bloodstone like in color and she's sitting there watching this movie going that's not how it happened <laughs> yeah yeah well, exactly elsa bloodstone and jack russell yeah, yeah 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 sitting side by side watching <laughs> yep. yeah but I, I could definitely see them doing that and kind of fast forward into present day and this kind of leading to midnight suns mm -hmm. i also wouldn't be surprised if when they do agatha's show that she is the surrogate for jennifer kale in the MCU, and that she has come across Man Thing in her travels. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it seems like that little—I'm going to call it this because I, I just don't know what to call it—that little like scary haunted mansion kind of like thing that they're doing is probably going to have a bunch of different monsters. And we've only we only know a werewolf by night, or by night, and Man Thing. So yep. curious to see if we see you know vampires. We see like a bunch more. Like how much more is flushed out. And if it's just like a fun mythology or if it's like a, 
it goes really dark. Mm. I also wonder too if this will tie in anything else, or we get a blade cameo, or you know, something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe you'll get maybe you'll get blade at the end. Yep. Eddie, sh- like, Eddie, Eddie sort of shouts at Bloodstone and goes, stop, you know, stop watching that shit. We've got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a great cameo. I'll do it that way. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last bit of news, it will be released October 7th. So just uh, less than a month away. Wow. Mm-hmm. Soon. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. I love the fact. I, I, I love this. And again, we spoke about this in our last episode when we spoke about She-Hulk being a different flavor, like this sort of. Uh, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, uh, Love and Thunder being that kind of lighter side and looking at some of the things that have already been out and some of the things are going to come out. There's totally different genres. This is another genre, another string to the bow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now on to probably Andy's favorite announcement at D23, Secret Invasion. So we did get a trailer for this, um, but Kingsley Benadir will be playing the Rebel Scroll, scroll leader, Gravik. He's a new character, and I think we all pretty much think he's probably going to be a super scroll from the looks of the of the trailer. Olivia Coleman will debut as Special Agent Sonya Fosworth. Think of that name. Sonya uh, Mink seems to be a character newly created just for the MCU. It's possible she'll have a connection to the Union Jack name and be an ancestor of James Montgomery Fosworth, who served alongside Captain America in World War II as a Howling Commando. Yeah, 100%. That, that's yeah. Gonna, she's a stopgap <laughs> between him and in the comics, his daughter, which was Jacqueline, who's Spitfire. So that's that is a hundred percent. She is she's going to be the daughter of of that Fallsworth that we saw in in First Avenger, and then yep. her her daughter. I'm betting it now is going to be uh, Jackie Fallsworth, and she'll be Spitfire. Hundred see it. Yep. It's, it's got to be, isn't it? I mean, it makes so much sense. Like. You know, we're not really going to see um, Olivia Coleman like suit up as Spitfire, surely. You know, that's not going to happen. But it makes perfect sense as well because if you think um, she would have been young when uh, like Peggy and Falsworth and all of those guys were sort of creating Shield yep. and doing all those kind of things, she would have been brought up in that kind of world. So yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, no, I absolutely loved what that looked like. I mean, like I said. I'm a big sort of fan of spy, espionage, thriller type stuff. And that's, this looks exactly along those lines. Um, the, the whole sort of born, you know, style really, really appeals to me. Mm. But something that really, really stood out for me watching that trailer was Samuel Jackson and just his presence. It, it, we have a hundred percent missed his presence. A hundred percent. He just all of a sudden he just all walks in and you're like, man, that my guy's got some stature, you know. And even when he's just sitting there drinking his whiskey, talking to uh Maria Hill. Maria Hill, yeah. You're like, he's just like one word and you're like, Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you for this. Let's go. He's just he's that, got like a certain gravity to his presence. Um it it it's like it's a heavy weight to be Nick Fury. And especially in the MCU, I mean, you even see Maria Hills like, you know, like I've needed you, I've needed you. Like, where have you been? Like she's not the only person I'm sure that's been reaching out to Nick Fury. Like, and he's been gone for supposedly how long? Well before in game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she says years, doesn't she? I mean, we're still mm-hmm. co- pretty convinced that he's pretty certain that the Nick that got dusted in at the end of Infinity War was the real Nick. You know, he had, he would, would, would Fury really have entrusted, uh, the Miss Marvel, um, pager to somebody else 
it, it seemed like him with the words that he said, or what he was about to say before he got dusted, mm-hmm. you know, so it's probably since then, she probably hasn't seen him since then. So well, that, I remember far from home though. He was, it was Talos though. So yeah, anyone, if, if, if he would trust anyone with, with the pager, it would be Talos because mm-hmm. Talos was there with Captain Marvel and the way that Talos said, don't invoke her name, that kind of stuff. So I could see it, him being gone longer. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I'd really, I, that's another good point, actually. Ben Mendelsohn, I'm a big, big fan of Ben Mendelsohn. I think he's brilliant. One of the best things about Rove One was Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. But, um, so I'd quite like to see, and he had a sort of a bit more of a comedic role, thinking, uh, Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. So I'd like to see, and he looks like he's going to be in human form quite a lot in this, at least from the trailer, we saw him in human form. So I'd like to see him fleshed out as a more serious character, uh, working alongside Nick. So that looks great. There's also great. There's a Netflix show. I forgot. It's like a family that owns like a beach resort. He's like a, the, a brother he plays in that, in that series. He's so great in that. I forgot what's called. I'll have to find the name of it while Alex is talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think the thing that really sticks out about this trailer is, is not only is it like a spy kind of like environment is is kind of the feel that you get from it but this goes a step further because the thing is about scrolls is you never know if the guy standing next to you or the the lady standing next to you is actually a scroll or not like you know like and they have that scene in the trailer where he's this one guy stands up and he grabs some dude by like the the coat and literally everybody stands up around him and they all turn into the same person and they yeah look at him and he's like Like what just happened? And that's yeah. kind of like the fear. It's it's worse than that, like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, like we've been infiltrated by Hydra because it's like you might be able to find like out who they are, but you never actually know like what mask they're hiding behind yep. or who they actually are, like with the scrolls, you know, they can just change on whim and be somebody else. So Yeah, that moment in the trailer was I had to, I didn't even catch that properly until the second time. Like I didn't realize it wasn't already all him. I thought mm-hmm. they were already all him. And then when you see it in the, the second time and they're all different people and then they all turn into him, you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, just, just can't wait for this. This looks great. Uh, Bloodline. So you have Netflix, go watch Bloodline. He's right in that series also. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, great. Yep. Um, and we saw um, um, Amelia Clark, you know, um, yeah, showing mm-hmm. up for the first time. So that's going to be interesting to see who she plays. And Well, it's, it's um, we don't know exactly who she plays, but it's been said that she will end up switching sides and being an ally to Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And she has that line in the trailer that sounds like she's like a scroll. Like she's like in the trailer, she says something like, you just don't understand like how this, this works. Like, like something like that. Like she's gone through this process before. So I think she'll be a scroll. She knows she definitely is a scroll. She definitely is a scroll. Yeah. Right. So definitely going to be a scroll. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We just don't know who who she is. If she's been ranky or she's someone else or a new scroll, but she's definitely a scroll. Hmm. Yeah, and um, obviously Rhodey's turning up in that. Yep. Yeah. So and we had that conversation about that, Alex, an interesting one, because he had the security detail, mm-hmm. and we know previously Rhodey is a colonel in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Did he get? Is he a general now? Is he a politician? Is he the one kind of being the face of Stark Industries alongside with Pepper? Mm-hmm. You know, because he since he has X technology, that was an interesting visual of him out of uniform mm-hmm. in a suit. With the pin on him, kind of like a business oh, person, or, or yeah, maybe a congressman or something as well. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. or maybe even like a, a a liaison between Stark Industries and, and the government. That's 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 what I was thinking. Like he could be like a lobbyist or like a congressman, like a, a House of Reps person or a senator. But like 
there's one thing I was thinking about, and I was like, after the death of Tony, you probably have Stark Industries. It's probably like the world's like, well, what's going to happen with this weapons developer that has like Iron Man suits and stuff like that, you know, like, so Rhodey would probably be a really good person because not only has he worn the war machine armor yep. and was like, you know, Tony Stark's like best friend, but he also was in the military and, you know, he's really close with Stark Industries. So he would be the perfect person to kind of slide into like a, leadership role there and kind of like help put out the fires between like the world on fire with armor wars and you know stark tech mm. that's gonna be he really also, interesting uh to see him show up again because obviously he showed up in um captain uh, falcon and winter soldier he's gonna show up in this he's apparently gonna lead straight on into his own show into armor wars which jaren will come on to in a minute i guess um but it, you know, it looks like he's going to take on a more senior role within within the MCU. You know, another another linking piece. Mm-hmm. You know, like we spoke earlier about Wong being one of those linking pieces, and um, yeah, you know, you see there's these rich connections that we've that we've created over the last sort of twelve. Uh, actually, how long has it been now? Oh, fourteen years. You know, these connections that have been created over the last fourteen years, and they could just drop in a character. And you're like, yeah, that's that guy. And I feel like Wong, Rhodey, um, Daredevil, I feel like these are all going to be big characters that kind of like tie a lot of people together, yeah. like at different levels. They're all like the new age Coulsons. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Daredevil's obviously going to tie a lot of the street people together. Wong's going to tie a lot of the supernatural people together. Rhodey's going to pull a lot of the government and, you know, like a lot of the weapons people together. So you're going to have like all these people that kind of link the bigger groups together i guess yeah yeah very good point good point which speaking of roadie uh don cheeto was in attendance and armor wars is not dead it's happening and i'm skipping a little couple things i'll I'll circle back to the other ones because armor wars is going to be a direct result of secret invasion so they basically said it will follow up on the events of secret invasion it's going to be a six episode series which is basically similar to the six comic book main run in the comics um but also it will start production in 2023 so it also makes you wonder that if, if this is going to be from the events of of secret invasion it's i wonder if more with secret invasion than more technology and they actually get their hands on it and Rhodey has to bring that back into the fold in armor wars well in the secret invasion trailer there was a an opening of a briefcase there was that kind yep. of red herring do you know what i mean there was there was something in there wasn't there um I don't call it red herring. That's the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's another movie word. MacGuffin? Yes, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah, there was something in there, weren't there? And they sort of opened it up and there's like, they didn't show you what it was. So it could be something like that. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, Jaren, and I reckon that they've completely changed what Armour Wars was yep. going to be about. I reckon when they first announced it, however long ago that was, they had an idea. And now they just went, nope, we're not doing that anymore. And then we're going to do this instead, and it's going to be here instead. And that's why it's taken so long for them to announce it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like originally probably about like weapons development and picking up on Tony Stark's legacy. And now it's kind of shifted into finishing what they leave off on, on Secret Invasion and a world in chaos from where governments around the world have been infiltrated by an outside source and nobody ever knew it, you know, like, so. Yeah. I also wonder too, going back to Secret Invasion... I wonder if Rhodey will be the Tony surrogate and have some way to detect if they're scrolls or human as well. 
And that could have been what's in that case also, that technology. Mm-hmm. But also, too, since you said don't expect the same armor wars in the comics, don't expect the same secret invasion. That massive mm-hmm. event, the secret invasion was all that. Don't expect any of that. This seems more like a, a spy, counter-spy, intelligence, government-type, technology-type thing than what we saw from the comics. Well, and and the original, what, secret invasion had, like, Avengers, X-Men. I mean, it had, yep. like, everybody. You're not Savage Land. Yeah, you're not you're not going to be getting like any of that in this show. Yeah. This is going to be more of like a kind of like a Black Widow kind of like style kind of show. It's going to be more of a spy thriller, I think. I, I would say not Black Widow, but I would probably say Winter Soldier on steroids. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm thinking more of like you know that that face technology that Black. Oh Widow yeah, had. yeah. That's yeah. that's why I'm saying okay. that. Like the you know like oh you never really know like who's who's the. It's kind of like the Mystique syndrome that we had with Fox, where every time we watched a movie, we'd be like, oh, is this person going to be Mystique? You know, and then Mystique changes, and it's actually her. But oh, hey, Ruben, Ruben's just come live on. He's on. He's Hello. On, he's on the train without his headphones. Go on, play us to everybody then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh next up is loki so mm-hmm. the cast of loki was there um and the main thing with loki is that it's gonna pick right up where season one left off uh back of the tva where mobius and b15 don't know who loki is um loki will also connect the whole multiverse saga which we pretty much he kind of kicked it off anyways um go ahead I Andy. Think, yeah i was thinking about this um I want to go back and watch Loki again. I enjoyed Loki when it came out, but it kind of didn't mean anything when it came out. It means so much more now. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. almost, it's almost really, really important. You don't realize how much it meant when it first came out, when you compare it to what's happening now and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. I'm really buzzing for season two. Me too. Um, so K Hua Kwan, hopefully I'm saying his name right. Um, he joins the cast, but the nice thing about him, though, is that remember I said Marvel was after Indiana Jones panel, mm-hmm. so he played short round in Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. um, and so during this panel of Disney oh, D twenty three that day, um, it was the first time that him and Harrison Ford have seen each other in after thirty eight years. Wow! Yeah, I, I have seen the picture. I have seen the picture of them together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a nice uh, reunion there. Um, must be and really, I wonder what really strange for Harrison Ford. Like he's got, you know, the last time you saw this person, he was a child. Yep. <laughs> and now he's seeing a grown man. You know, it must yeah, be really weird. Any ideas on who will play in Loki season two? Yeah. You're gonna get Mr. Glyph on, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Oh you know? wow. Yeah. We did we did get that? What Kang Enterprises? Yep. Is the, the tower first season? Yeah. Yeah. In the void, yeah. So that's my thought when I first when he first heard he was casted. So, yeah, good idea. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, it will release summer of twenty twenty three. Cool. So there's so much going on next year. So much going on. I was just looking through my phone at the at the sort of you know the projects, and I know you're going to get in more into them, but you know, looking at what we've spoken about already, Guardians, you know, at the end of this year, but then. Starting next year, what if Ant Man, Secret Invasion, Guardians Volume Three, the Marvels? Yeah, yeah, you'll get onto that in a minute. But then we've got the the sort of two or three shows in between. Um, you know, Echo and Loki season two. It's so much. Honestly, we're gonna just we're not gonna have any time on our hands. <laughs> so up next is the Marvels, uh, which is on track for next summer as well. Um, it will focus on three heroes as they keep trading places with with each other. Every time they use their powers, it must team up to fix their problem. 
Uh, the nice thing too is that I heard the audio of this, and the whole time they were showing the footage, they were playing uh, Beastie Boys Intergalactic. So oh, that's nice. the vibe that they have going there. Um, it says uh, Goose will return along with Nick Fury and the Khan family as well. Okay. So they're all going to be in it. Also, notice too in the audio, um, Monica Rambeau goes by Captain Rambeau. It seems like what Fury is calling her from the what I heard from the audio. Um, Iman Vellani, uh, she shared four things to expect in the Marvels. The Khan family, Florkins, Kree, and then Daniel's emotional complexity interaction with Kamala. Also, too, um, I don't know if you saw on the page, I shared an article. I'm not going to go too much into it right now, but it, it's not like Brie Larson may be coming to the end of her role as Carol Danvers. That's the way that she kind of talked about it. I'm not sure, but it, it kind of sounds like that there may be a transition um, here at some point coming soon. Hmm. The way the article read her comments. So, well, that'd be a shame because I feel like that's almost that. I mean, I haven't read the article, I've seen it, but I haven't read it. But it almost feels like that's like a forced move. It, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like she wants to do that, but it just it's kind of just happened. Uh, you know, I, it, um, I, it wasn't like she wanted to, but I think she's getting to the point where I think she's getting older and, and you might be phasing out for her and maybe time to pass the reins type of thing the way I read it. Right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, if they pass the reins to a uh, Marvel. I'll be bang up for that. Or Rambo. I was going to yeah. say, Monica was, was mm -hmm. Captain Marvel at one point, too. So, yeah. yep. I was just thinking to bring in, uh, you know, Marvel. Mm -hmm. But it might be too late for that now. Unless they find like a young one they could do it with. I don't know. Kind of change things up. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, though, uh, Zay Austin, who is going to be the main villain, it sounds like, her character will be wielding an accuser's hammer. Hmm. So okay. interesting there. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, a question from the from the chat here. I'll address <laughs> it. You know, um, can someone please explain to me? Come on, stay on screen. There we go. Can someone please explain to me how Jane became Thor and why is she in Valhalla when she's not a god? Why you go? Uh, oh, why you so, go? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, um, in Thor Love and Thunder, um, they went back and showed their dating life and so forth and kind of closed the loop on Thor and Jane, what happened with them. Um, when Thor basically became king and he had the powers, he basically enchanted uh, Mjolnir to basically protect Jane. Um, and so in Love and Thunder, Jane was sick with cancer. She had no option. Start reading all the, the books about uh, the mythology and that kind of stuff. Went to New Asgard, where there was a um, a monument of broken Mjolnir there, and Mjolnir basically reformed for her um, and made her a mighty Thor. The problem is, though, is that it didn't help her cancer. It basically was helping kill her even more. Um, and since she helped defeat uh, Gore, the God Butcher, um, and helped fight them, and was actually a mighty Thor at that time, when she died, she was accepted into Valhalla. Mm -hmm. and i accepted that thing because like she died as a god so yep. like you know she goes to valhalla kind of type of thing like if she probably would have died like of cancer and in a hospital room she would have not been there you know obviously but like she died like in battle trying to defeat thor i mean trying to defeat gore excuse me yep. so that was, rhymes gore thor that was yeah guys that was the best answer to that question that could have ever been said that was absolutely spot on i'm so glad i didn't say anything i would have just ruined it that was excellent that was just excellent. any more questions any more questions throw them at these two they'll be right out
And he's like, you nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that anyway. <laughs> I knew that before this. All right. So Captain America time. And I'll tell you, this probably was very interesting to me because this put some things out there that I did not expect. So mm. New World Order. Um, it is described as a paranoid thriller. Um, we mentioned this before and how She-Hulk can lead into multiple Hulks and that kind of stuff. Tim Blake Nelson was there in person on stage for this panel and he will return as Samuel Storns, Samuel Stearns, the leader, and will be the main villain of New World Order. Um, Danny Ramirez was there as well, so it looks like he'll be sitting up as the Falcon. We last saw him as Falcon the Winter Soldier getting the old Falcon suit to work on that. Um, Carl Lumby will return as Isaiah Bradley. I hope we get flashbacks. I hope we get some more some more history with him. I loved him yeah. in Falcon Winter Soldier. I also hope that this leads to his grandson um, becoming the Patriot as well. Um, and then also, too, um, they were introduced a mutant named Sabra. So we are getting a mutant um, who is played by uh, Sh- Shira Haas. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, she will be the first Israeli MCU superhero. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all excellent. Everything you said there. Great. That sounds brilliant. Really looking forward to that. Like you said, the leader, are we going to see him kind of partially get his sort of powers? You know, we've already seen him partially get his powers, I guess, in, in Incredible Hulk. Are we going to see them advance a little bit in She-Hulk and then see him sort of fully flourish in New World Order? What's he doing in New World Order? What's the, why, why is he the main villain? Mm-hmm. You, you know that episode of, and I can't remember which uh, Avengers cartoon it is. It's either uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes or Assemble, but it's uh, they have an episode where he basically is trying to turn the world into Gamma Monsters. Yes, yep, yep. That's that's what I keep thinking about with this movie is is it's going to be something like that where he's like trying to turn everybody into. I have one more thing. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> you were spot on with that because reading some stuff out there, this will be a multiple Hulk problem. Mm. in this movie yeah so this pretty much sums up that She-Hulk will directly tie into New World Order and World War Hulk and it sounds like the whoever the Wrecking Crew is getting blood for mm-hmm. that is probably directly to the leader Samuel Stearns mm. so we might even see the Wrecking Crew in the new yeah, Gamma America movie that's what I was just thinking yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go wow. Sandy. That's why I, Sandy yeah, I was so happy as well. <laughs> yeah, I was so pumped to hear that. I was like, what, what, what? You know, and I was reading this and listening to this and, and looking at all the follow up news to this. I'm like, multiple hulks. Wow. So nice. <laughs> that's that is cool, isn't it? So, so I'm just trying to think. I wonder whether the, um, the, uh, say, uh, say, what did you say her name was? Sabra. 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 Yeah, I don't know anything about her at all. But um, Israeli, so are we going to see some stuff happen in the Middle East? You know, um, if um, if Cap's got to go out there and there were some problems out there. Yeah, I don't, where are they going to get the Hulks from? Ah, oh, this yeah. is great. This is really yeah. on my mind going now. And I have but, a very, I, I feel like abomination. It's got, he's got to show up yeah. in, in the new Captain America too. I mean, he yeah. fits, you know? Like, yeah, he even. But, but. Yeah, She-Hulk. Yeah, I've, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I've, so, so, and now going back to our last episode, when I said about a cameo in She-Hulk that we just wouldn't be expected, how awesome would it be if Sam just turns up? Yep. Mm-hmm. Recruit you know, Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? But um, uh, Abomination, like we said, in again, in our last episode, when we spoke about 
you know, is he really good or is he just going to go where the money or the fun is, or maybe, I don't know. Uh, I feel like he could fit into, into new world order, but only if he flips, he's got to be bad. He's got to be properly bad. Uh, I don't think he can be, I don't think Sam would, do you know what I mean? I think he needs to be a bad guy, like a, an obvious bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, I could see um, Anthony Mackey, Captain America, showing up at the Inner Shield and saying, hey, you know those fools that try to get your blood and then eventually succeeded? Well, now we got a problem and you got to come help. Yeah. Type of the cameo. yeah. So, yeah, coming from the group here, Paranoid Thriller, love the sound of that. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This was the most interesting announcement because of all these things that it could tie, you know, impact and how it totally changes some of the shows out now and what we know, what we thought we knew, how things are going to tie together, you know, going to that. I also heard, too, that this movie is, is going to throw sam wilson through the ringer because mm. he's, he's not a super soldier he just has tech mm-hmm. is really going to test his, him, his 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 yes his metal and his mantle of being captain america mm. good i think you know, i think he needed that i think he mm-hmm. totally i think he needs that i think we need to see him do that because he he, he never really did in in falcon and winter soldier he, didn't, he really didn't he didn't get thrown through the ringer in that and he hasn't been thrown through the ringer yet really so mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see him really struggling and, and, and have that so we can have that emotional attachment to him. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think um, I that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was very much like he was still accepting that role of being Captain America. Like he still hadn't even really gotten comfortable. The grasp. Yeah. 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 And this could be a perfect opportunity to bring um, Chris or not Chris. Um, yeah. Chris back. Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans back. I want to say Chris Rogers. Yes, to bring Chris Evans back, not as Captain America, just as just as Steve Rogers, to either old man Steve Rogers or regular H. Steve Rogers or probably old man to give him advice, to kind of give him that pep talk, but not be Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, you know what my theory is, is about uh, you know uh, Reed pushing time through through Steve to bring him back at some point, but this would be a good way to remind everybody that he's not actually dead or on the moon. That he's actually just an old bloke. Yep, living his life. Yeah. Just a normal dude, just going about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just living in his normal house, just not not worried about hero stuff, not living that hero life. And um just uh a normal guy. But just I think that's that'd be a nice reminder to us at that point. When's that coming out? End of twenty four? No, middle of twenty four. Yeah. I think in twenty four sometime. I didn't say anything about a date. Yeah, I think I think I already I think I did see that. Uh, but that's already been released, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So May twenty four, so early May twenty four. Nice little reminder that Steve's still about, and then boom, year later, you get yeah. Because that little scene in Endgame had to be there for something, pushing time through somebody. Yeah, it's just it's just perfect, isn't it? It's just perfect, and with him in that scene as well. And I just don't see, I don't see how Disney would pass up a a marketing, a merchandising opportunity like that. I just don't. Mm -hmm. But but anyway, moving on. Echo time. Um, So Echo, uh, Vincent D'Orfornio and Charlie Cox will be in it. Kingpin will have, Kingpin will have one eye. Hmm. Um, Vincent D was there on stage and he was like, he wanted to talk about about Echo, but they pull him off stage. <laughs> um, Echo will explore Native American culture. Um, Vincent Onofrio says, bringing Fisk and Maya back together is a thrill. Calls Alakwa uh, incredibly talented and says they have some crazy scenes. Um, and it, it's, you know, there was some audio there. Um, 
but yeah, it looks like they're going to be going down through um, a lot of fighting there, you know, probably backwards and forwards. You know, this could, like I said, an opportunity for Kate Bishop to show up because mm-hmm. they've crossed paths in um, Hawkeye, but also see what else they, they tie in as well. Are they going to bring Kazi back? Also, you know, we don't know what happened to him. Um, the whole track shoots, all that kind of stuff, bro, 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 you know? <laughs> so. Uh, it's, it's, you know what you just said there about um, Kate Bishop turning up because obviously her and Echo have crossed paths in Hawkeye. And then we're going to get, you know, Matt. We know we've got uh, Matt Murdock turning up. And then you go, hold on, that gives Kate Bishop a chance to interact with Daredevil. And then you're like, oh, man, this is, this is so cool. This is so cool. What a great time to be a Marvel fan at the moment. Yeah, so a lot of stuff coming. Um, Fantastic Four, not much news on there. Um, basically no cast updates at this time, but Matt Shackman was formally introduced as the director at that. Um, other than that, Kevin Feige said there's no other news to share on Fantastic Four this time, which makes sense. Director's in, probably work on casting now, and we'll see what that comes out to be. Mm. Um, they did say it will release on 11-8-24. Hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, was someone cheering for that? <laughs> Yeah, they were cheering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we talked Amber Wars, so now it's Quantumania time. Randall Park will return as Jimmy Rue, so he's coming back. Um, Kevin Feige did say that Quantumania will lead into Avengers King Dynasty. Um, they did show a trailer. Um, the description was basically King is holding Cassie Lang hostage for Scott to pull another heist, uh, but in the quantum realm, or he won't get her back. So that's interesting. Um, Paul Rudd also says that Ant-Man 3 is unlike anything we've seen from the Ant-Man and Wasp franchise, calls it bananas, say Majors is incredible, and throw the whole thing into a new territory. And so you have the director saying good things about Majors, and now Paul Rudd saying good things about Majors as well. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens. Um, we know we're getting MODOK in there from what we heard. Um, we know Bill Murray's character sounds like he'll be an opposing force to King. So I wonder if, um, I forgot who he's playing, but I wonder if his character has something King wants, and that's how he gets Scott to to steal something from him. I also wonder what yeah, we're going to see from... Is his name from... like Kylar or something? Yeah, Kylar, thank you. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I also wonder if we'll find out more about Janet's time and if she came across Kylar or King um, in her time in the Quantum Realm as well. Yeah, I, I, I reckon that might be true, actually, there. I reckon she knows a little bit more than what she needs to say at the moment. Do you know what I mean? She probably doesn't realize that it's important yet, um, but she'll find out that it's important in this movie. But um, there's, uh, I, I've heard, I haven't seen it, but obviously, but I've heard that there's a great line in the trailer that Kang says um, something to Scott. He says, oh, are you an Avenger? And he says, yeah. And he says, have I killed you yet? Oh, I, yep. I cannot wait to see that. They need to release this trailer. Though. They must do it. <laughs> so the, the footage they showed at D23 sound like more cleaned up footage from Comic-Con because th- that was the same line that he said in Comic-Con mm-hmm. um, as well. So it, it does sound like it's more cleaned up footage. And I won't be surprised because that's kicking off phase five, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year. Um, so I won't be surprised if we get a trailer for Quantumania and Wakanda Forever. We've got a bit of a dead patch, haven't we? I was thinking about times the other day. We've got a bit of a dead patch between November and then February. It's a bit... well, we got the Guardians holiday special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I suppose yeah. Well, yeah. 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 We got the, we, we have got that. Yeah. But all things considered, it's still a bit of a dead patch, isn't it? Really, when you look at the 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 sort of 
how jam-packed this year's been and how jam-packed next year's going to be between February and December. Mm-hmm. We've got a very, we've got sort of, you know, basically three months, November, December, and January with next to nothing. Yep. Um, you know, that, which is maybe, you know, I'm thinking what if might get released earlier than, you know, around sort of January time, maybe. Or wasn't Echo the start of next year too, or Echo later? No, nah, that's the middle I can't of remember. Okay. The summer next year, apparently. Okay, uh, never mind. Yeah. And and what if it's one of those that they could release earlier and move up because it really doesn't have a, a major impact on the MCU. I mean, they can kind of just do whatever they want with yep. what if and, and yep. it's fine, you know? Yep, yep, yep. No, you're right. Um, Back to you, Jar. Ironheart. So Ironheart will be tech versus magic, basically. Um, Anthony Ramos is confirmed as the hood. He says he's not quite an evil character. It seems he may have a good heart, but ends up taking a deep dive into a dark place at some point in the series. The Hood is is a complex character with a little bit of good and bad, looks to take in other misfits and teach them to end on top. Character takes a deep dive to a dark place. Also, too, it was funny as well. We got some footage. So Riri working on a suit, Riri flying. Um, But also, too, it sounds like they could not get Anthony Ramos off stage. (laughs) He kept wanting to talk more. They actually had to pull pull him off stage a little bit because he was wanting to talk more about Ironheart. Yeah, I saw one of your comments. It said that Kevin Feige actually shut him down at one point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, good things about Ironheart footage as well. He needs to learn his place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel Security going to get him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Somebody somebody tackles him while he's mid-sentence. Like <laughs> that meme of, of Kevin Fogg with a sniper, you know? Yeah, the yeah. Dark sniper. <laughs> um, but that's all about Ironheart. So it's interesting to see um as well. But speaking of Ironheart, uh Wakanda Forever um is our second to last thing we'll talk about. The last one is Thunderbolts. Um so Wakanda Forever, they did show a new trailer. Um Ruby was flying. Uh, the Dormelage, Namor Strength, and Atuma. The Dormelage wiping out some soldiers trying to steal Vibranium. Uh, Queen Queen uh, Ramonda uh, gives a speech at the UN where soldiers are stealing Vibranium. Dormelage brings the soldiers to the UN as prisoners. Um, Wakanda forever focuses on the rest of the world trying to capitalize on what, getting Wakanda's resources when they're at their weakest. Mm. World knows T'Challa is gone. Um, Mbaku and Namor will fight. Winston Duke describes Wakanda as a very different place following end game with better evolved tech. Also, too, it was interesting because Ryan Coogler was on stage with some of the cast. Wakanda Forever was up first, and then Ryan Coogler stayed on stage for Ironheart as well because he's like the executive producer on that series also. So we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of ties there between um, Riri and Ironheart and Wakanda and Shuri. Okay. Nice. Yep. um, Yeah, I'm wondering... What, how much, um, obviously, Riri's in Wakanda forever. I'm wondering how much we'll get the other way. Yep. Yeah. You know, how much Wakanda will get in Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a Shuri camera or, or a Dora cameo, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah. We yeah. might get um, uh, Ayo. Is it Ayo? Yeah, similar to Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. almost like maybe like a bodyguard or something, maybe. Or dropping tech off to her. Yeah. So. Um, before I get to Thunderbolts, um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur will premiere on 2-2024. Cool. Um, and that will be on Disney, just regular Disney. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but I saved the worst for last. Sorry. Um, 
Thunderbolts right. time. Yeah. So Thunderbolts. Uh, so here's one comment before I get to it, because you're going to be disappointed. Hope they will bring the real Taskmaster Tony Masters. Well, I'm sorry to say you and I are both disappointed. So the Thunderbolts lineup will be Val, Red Guardian, Ghost, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster from Black Widow, Yelena, and Bucky. Um, to me, this movie feels like Black Widow 2 because basically Val, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, and Yelena all were in Black Widow. Um, but Feige says Bucky is the most stable of the team. So it does sound like we'll have some problems within the team um, and probably some of them being stability issues. Um, this this yeah. team has kind of got like a feel of like it's like the leftovers of the second Ant-Man movie, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Widow. And they just yep. kind of took these characters they didn't really know what to do with and kind of just put them on a team. And it seems kind of odd because Yelena, I felt like, was going a completely different direction. You know, Yelena and Bucky. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of like a weird U-turn, I feel like, for Yelena and Bucky. And I didn't expect to see Red Guardian and Bucky and John Walker on this team. Three super soldiers. Yeah, I, I said I said this as three super soldiers, an assassin, a protocol droid, and a phase shifter walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised i'm not surprised that um yelena's there um especially uh, with the val connection yeah that, yeah that's my mm -hmm. point it's almost like val's gonna force her to do it yeah she doesn't want to do it i'm super surprised that bucky's there i think that is that for a bit i'll say for star power i'm you know obviously i'm fully aware that you know florence Pugh and david arbor are big stars you know i, I know that but marvel let's call it marvel star power I mean, mm -hmm. he's been in it since the blooming beginning, pretty much, hasn't he? You know, since since first Avenger. Mm -hmm. um, but so so he's bucking it for that for that reason. I don't know. I, he feels he feels out of place. He was totally out of place for me. Um, Red Guardian, that just feels even more weird. Like, I mean, I loved him. I thought he was great. But and and I think at the, at the end of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky and John Walker had that moment where John Walker actually does something like heroic. And yep. he's like, you know, like, oh, kind of like a great job kind of type of thing. And him and John Walker kind of walk off side by side. And I, I guess they're kind of building on that little bit of rapport that was built in that moment. But, yeah, maybe. You yeah. know. Um, so they also maybe think that Bucky can maybe helpfully turn them to better people. Since mostly people are, you know, ex-people that have been troubled. And Bucky's been through the ringer on that. But mm -hmm. I felt like Bucky, after the Falcon Winter Soldier, had to go off in the whole nomad type thing and doing good and that kind of stuff versus me being pulled into thunderbolt so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they do this um also i don't think anyone was guessing that red guardian will be in this lineup i yeah. you know i fear regarding will show back up because david harbour star power but i had no idea that they would put him in thunderbolts i had no idea where they put him next but also too i wonder if we'll see melania as well because we don't know what happened to her after black widow and she had some stuff that she was working on for mind control and that kind of stuff I also wonder who they're going to be up against because this feels like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on steroids to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so a comment here from the group says, hoping they have a surprise for us. Just isn't making sense to me to have Buck there. Um, someone says weird in the comments. Another person goes, uh, the last comment here, um, no abomination or Zemo, but yes to Red Guardian. So, which I have a comment about that too as well, but you go ahead, Andy, first because you were about to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think just, just, just looking at the rest of the team as well, like, yeah, I, I wasn't overly offended by Taskmaster, but I didn't particularly like her either. And I don't think that anybody else particularly wanted to see her 
again, and certainly not in this lineup. Um, Ghost, I don't think I was. I'm surprised, but I, I think she could work quite well in there. Actually, if I'm honest, I think that that kind of makes sense that that Val would find her because she's quite vulnerable. Um, probably needs a home, needs a family. So there you go. You know, that's a family there. So I'm not surprised with that one. But, and, and Ghost brings the most unique thing to the team too. Yeah, right. And, and I wonder which powers. Yeah, you know? and I wonder if her, you know, if her also comes with Bill Foster comes to her as well as their tech a tech type mm-hmm. person also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what feels to me though with Taskmaster on the team, it's like U.S. Agent, Red Guardian, Task or uh, Elena and Bucky are all, all redundant. Yeah. With Taskmaster, even though even if it is Antonia, which I don't like because I felt she was free and in a good place at the end of Black Widow, which. Mm-hmm. I would hope that this time they would say, "Okay, the protocol didn't work. We're bringing in, we're bringing in the big guns, and it would be Tony Masters, mm-hmm. Jensen Eccles, please." It's also weird too that Yelena's kind of not really, but kind of father is also on this team too. Because I feel yep. like there's got to be that like weird kind of like father daughter dynamic all in Black Widow between those two. Because yeah, because I just feel like we're gonna have three super soldiers arguing about what to do on most missions with this. We're gonna have. Red Guardian making some kind of joke and talking about, you know, whatever. You're going to have Bucky being like, we use brute force. And John Walker is going to be like, well, I was a soldier and this is what I, you know, we should do. And Bucky was a soldier too, but from a different time. So it's like, you're going to have three different perspectives arguing. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about this. And and, and they don't feel villainous enough for me either. They're not bad. They're not bad enough. I mean, when you look at some of the lineups in in the books, they were great, you know, really sort of you know, torn up people. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I could see, I could see Red Guardian being the, the peacemaker type person of the group, you know, um, with, with this, the way he was and how he is and, and, and so forth. But yeah, I feel this is a lazy lineup. Yeah. I also feel that like Yelena wasn't a good place after Val sticked her on, on Clint at the end of Hawkeye. I think she was in a better place to kind of turn back into something unless, like you said, Val has something on her. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Val's the one that was helping her free the other Black Widows, and so maybe Yelena feels she's in debt to Val. I don't know, but it does feel like a lazy lineup. You know, there's no Hulk like no Hulk like person. Um, no one can fly. There's no tech. There's no magic user. So you know, they had ways they could do this. You know, Atlas was one in the comics. He he could have been like their 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 um their their Hulk like person even if if no if no abomination because you know Atlas can grow. You know, they have Bill Foster who was Goli- possibly tied to Ghost who was Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, introduce, you know, introduce Atlas, introduce Songbird. Don't be lazy. Yeah. You know, bring Hammer back for the, uh, for the tech person. We saw him in jail last. That was like, Hey, you come work for me. I can help you out. You're our tech person, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe he could even fly the Iron Patriot armor mm-hmm. as an example. And the last thing too, you, you have the hood who is getting introduced now. Who's kind of in that little, in the area of good and bad. What I just read about Ironheart, he could be your magic user. So mm-hmm. I don't understand what, what, what this lineup here. I'm yeah. wondering whether this is. I don't, I, sorry, Alex. One second. I'm wondering whether within the movie, this is the second lineup of Thunderbolts, and the first line of Thunderbolts go totally rogue, and they are all bad guys. That is abomination. That is bullseye. That is Zemo. I don't know. I don't know Zemo. So maybe maybe they bring together a team of like. Second string Thunderbolts to kill the first string Thunderbolts yeah. kind of type yeah, deal. But, yeah, but second string Thunderbolts who are actually quite good because they're all they're all good, aren't they? They're all that. Yeah, they were kind of villains, but not 
even really they were even when they were villains they weren't really villains were they none of them they were not, none of them were evil none of them were bad mm-hmm. they were just either brainwashed or well brainwashed or just a bit hurt do you know what i mean like you know um like ghost was hurt wasn't she she was hurting she was grieving and she didn't know what to do she wasn't she was scared yeah but but she was she was getting fixed though by by janet though exactly but she wasn't just evil was she none of them are evil and and horrible people so i'm wondering whether we will get another team of a team that they've put together that's gone rogue you know a team of actual bad guys Mm-hmm. And there, there has been some chatter for Bullseye showing up in Daredevil: Born Again. Yeah, and which is so, before this project. Yeah, mm-hmm. which that would be awesome. And what's weird is, is when we saw Ursa Major and Black Widow, when we mm-hmm. saw that little bit tease, I thought we were going to eventually maybe like see or ever maybe like a flashback or maybe somewhere in the future maybe see like a Winter Guard kind of type yep. theme. And that's where I thought we might eventually see red guardian you know pop up over there and i i was not expecting him on this and i think that this kind of like changes it just seemed like ursa major would fit i think kind of decently on here because he's kind of like a big bear kind of like he could be the whole he could be the whole yeah, per- yeah. person yeah yeah exactly so like they could slide him in there but i don't know maybe they maybe they hopefully all will see that they break others out of place to recruit others maybe ursa major is out there and Red Guardian's the one that tied to him to recruit him into the group, and he's the, he's that person. You know, maybe they have someone like Songbird who is the villain, and they have to go off and turn her or another Thunderbolt that we don't know about out there. But like I like Andy said though, that maybe this is this is the B team and the A team would turn bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but this comment and they thought this is actually Zemo. Zemo could have gotten them to do things they wouldn't necessarily want to do, and maybe Zemo was on that first team along with Abomination and some other people we don't know about yet, or Bullseye or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, another comment here says. Um, they have, uh, they have to have something up. What? Let's stay on screen. Click. <laughs> they have to have something up their sleeve. Um, and then another comment was, um, you know, which is Thunderbolts, X heroes or anti heroes, X villains, etc. So some of these do make sense. You know, John Walker's not really seen as a hero. Yelena's got a shady past. Taskmaster did bad things. Ghosts have done bad things. You know, Bucky, Bucky still feels weird here. To me, mm-hmm. they all feel weird. They all, but he feels the weirdest though, because you know Bucky's already gone that that arc, where the rest have not gone through that redemption arc yeah, yet. Gotcha. Maybe maybe Bucky's supposed to be like their shepherd, like oh, you know, I went through this once. Yes. Now yeah. he, here's your road to redemption with Bucky, kind of type thing. You know? Yeah, like um, he won't want that. He he won't want that either. That he he won't want that responsibility to like like you say shepherd these people through that. He'll just you can see him rolling his eyes and kind of you know stop the oh. car. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done with this, you know. And, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't see it. Bucky was on that path. I, I don't know. Unless this is something totally, completely different than what I'm thinking, I don't see it with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Val too. Val could be, you know, Red She Hulk. You know, that, that could be going that route. He, he said Ursa Major could be out. He's out there still. Um, and we know Whiplash is dead, so I don't think we're getting any kind of anything related to Crimson Diamond at all. Um, I, I mean, I guess this means that Bucky won't really appear in the new Captain America movie either. I could see him maybe I don't know because this Captain America comes out before this right or after yeah, right before. So I wonder if Captain America will have, will have some ties into it also, especially with the multiple Hulks type thing and the New World Order. And maybe with Captain America being New World Order, maybe this is what compels Bucky to get involved with the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. from what happens at the events of New World Order. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's literally so May May the third, and then July the twenty sixth. Okay, so so maybe a direct tie in. Mm. Yeah, but, but yeah. I don't know. So 
you know, moving on though to just reaction thoughts to D23, you know, Work by Night was the best for me. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion looks great. New World Order sounds interesting. Um, but disappointed by we didn't really get phase six filled in. There was nothing mm-hmm. about phase six. And you, you think that this was the time to say, hey, here is it, unless they're still figuring out the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then all and then my final thought is that Thunderbolts is the least inspiring for me for now, until I know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, agreed. And and you know, I think we had this conversation on the group, and I think I was kind of like I feel like I was kind of expecting that we would get more about the stuff that we already knew about and like we wouldn't see like much about phase six, but I was really hoping that I was wrong on that one. And I was a little bit disappointed by this because like we saw a lot about stuff we already knew and we saw like, you know, people walk out for like actors like Charlie Cox, Vinny D, you know, stuff like that. That was great. They fed us, but we just, I feel like we would have gotten a little bit something different almost at the end of this. Just, just thinking I mean, about next year. So, uh, San Diego Comic Con happens in June. Yeah, end of June. Um, so, looking at it, if that happens at the end of June next year, that's still a year and a half before see uh, phase six will start. <laughs> so that gives us plenty. That gives them plenty of time to have some pretty crazy announcements between cdcc next year and the p23 next year um and give some time to see what the response is to a lot of this stuff as well i guess mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if that's where we'll get fantastic four is is either next year you know my my prediction was wrong my the only one i have for d23 was fantastic forecast and i was wrong on that one <laughs> um but maybe we'll get it at comic-con next year or or d23 next year they they have to be dragging that out for some reason. Like, you know, like, I feel like they either just don't have, like, a cast that they've really got ideally put together or something, but, like, I I don't know. We've seen so many people rumored for that, so. You, want, you wonder if John Watts dropping out put a big hold on things and, you know, letting Shackman get in, let him see, okay, well, let's look at Watts' script. Do I want to change anything from Watts' script? Anything like that? Yeah. Once we kind of know that, then, you know, they'll start looking at people who they're going to they're gonna cast. The rumors aren't going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hopefully at least they start, you know, maybe trickling things out. I don't know anything between now and Comic-Con where they could use that for. Mm-hmm. Or any kind of special announcement they could do. They have to be like a special announcement type thing or just some big news blurb they're going to do. I don't see any kind of big events between now and Comic-Con next year, do you? None. <laughs> And Shackman worked on WandaVision, right? He worked on WandaVision. He worked on It's Always Sunny, you know, so there's been rumors around any of the people from Always Sunny coming over to beat any of the characters, you know, how is WandaVision going to tie in the whole aerospace air engineer thing, which I think, I I think the aerospace engineer in WandaVision is going to end up being someone tied to Blue Marvel more than to Reed Richards, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you did get that interesting little, like, family dynamic between Tommy, Billy, Vision, and Wanda in that yep. show for people. So, you know, he does kind of have some experience with that kind of, like, fantastic four family kind of dynamic style that it should be. Excuse me. Mm. Um, we were all wrong. <laughs> I mean, uh... hey. Like that big announcement, you know, the Dracula is going to be played by Denzel Washington, you know, that whole thing. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, what, uh, what, what an evening it has been. Two episodes of She-Hulk in our previous episode. News from the last two weeks and the entirety of D23, including Indiana Jones and Star Wars, all spoken about. So I think we've, uh, we've covered plenty of bases there um for for you guys so um 
unless we've got any closing thoughts, we will reconvene this time next week to hopefully episode talk about, five. Yeah, she Hulk yeah. episode five. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jaren, for for this episode and all your updates for D twenty three again. That was very useful. Um, have a good week, guys, and thanks very much for tuning in. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.